Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. Okay, Mark, we've got a question here from Andrea. Um, and we're just going to talk to you about this one question because I think it will bring up a topic um, that um, will be interesting to a lot of people. Andrea's question is, when is liberty true liberty and when does it become what she would call a circus trick she's watched a fair few videos of so-called liberty work and to her a lot of horses don't seem to be relaxed or happy what are your thoughts on that question mark there's obviously a few areas in there yeah liberty is um and 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 there's a lot of people that um, do get caught up. No, 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 no. I'm saying liberty's bad, but I, I, I want the soft liberty, not the um, mechanical liberty, which, which you're talking about, like the circus trick. So there's different versions of liberty, and so there's times when I'll do liberty at clinics. Um, that could be with the catching, you know, the horses sort of shutting us out, catching it, something like that. Uh, the horses and the person's not connected in a certain way, so I'll do little liberty lessons where the person's becomes grounded maybe gets a bit of a wens from their horse and then their horse kind of comes into their herd and starts to follow them softly, just like the horse wants to be with them. Uh, the horse starts to feel their strength, um, things like that. Their liberty things that I'll do with people and horses just to show that, you know, this is, you know, this is liberty of just getting a connection and, and feeling comfortable around your horse or, you know, wild horses, how to use approach and retreat successfully, how to do all that sort of stuff to get them interested in you, how to, you know, walk to the gate, that the horse wants to go to just so the horse goes oh that was a good idea i might get interested in your ideas so that's kind of like some of it some of the liberty that i'm trying to help people at clinics with is the rehab liberty the rehab liberty is just you know just the listening to the horse before you've even got anything on its side of things and how to help make better decisions in that environment before you've got anything on your horse to help them connect and stuff so that's that's part that's that's why i'd also put that into liberty as well because I guess you haven't got anything on your horse and um, but then there's the other liberty where you're actually motivating your horse to do a lot of things like you know just like you would motivate it to, to lead or do a hindquarter yield on a rope or something or ride or whatever there's there's this motivation at liberty so the horse is doing all these different things uh, without um, a physical feel on it now just remember just because you put a rope on a horse doesn't mean you trap it. Some people go down the Liberty Road because they think, oh, it's kinder. Um, and that's not true. It's not necessarily kinder if it's not done in the right way. Um, and, and like, you know, the question, um, you know, you've noticed horses that look very sort of, not, they're not happy when they're doing Liberty. And, um, and there's a reason for that is because a lot of Liberty has used the old um, you know, focus on me and my energy and the horse feels like it's being pushed around the herd um, by another horse um, continuously. So it's actually looking at that person and its energy all the time and the person's energy and it's going, oh, they're pushing me here, they're pushing here. So it sets a bad seed and the horses usually have that expression of a horse getting pushed away with the sour ears going, I wish it wasn't getting pushed down the pecking order. Um, and that's because we're using our energy and our drive to motivate our horses. 
So that's where liberty becomes a really bad experience for the horse is because there's a couple of things that, that so I'm going to talk about the bad liberty and then how we want to change it into a better liberty. So the liberty that I would say was, was not so good um, and, and bad for your horse in the long run is where the horse doesn't make any decisions for itself. Um, so if you look at a, at a, like, um, a highly trained liberty horse, um, and I'll talk about one in a second, which I think is really important for people to think about because took a lot to help this horse, but a highly trained Liberty horse that does, you know, the, the circles around the person and all those sorts of things, maybe rears up, maybe does all this stuff. If you look at where their focus is, their focus is constantly on the person all the time. Now, the ones that uh, the person wanted to be highly trained, but it wasn't so good at it, uh, every now and again, they tap out and then they kind of take off. But basically the whole idea to keep that horse connected is you have to keep it focused on you all the time. So its thoughts are on you and your energy. So if you move your stick here or your step here, the horse is seeing that energy move into them and they move away in a certain way. If you draw them, they draw in, all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's unhealthy because if the horse doesn't like the stick and doesn't like the energy, it's made to watch it all the time, like being tied up to a horror movie in a chair going, watch this horror movie and you're not allowed to do anything else but watch it. Okay, unfortunately, with, with Liberty, you're not tied up. But if the horse did run off, someone would have put pressure on it in a way to say, come back. So, so the horse, you know, if it was true Liberty, they would have started off in a big paddock of 100 acres and said, focus on me. And the horse would have said no. And there's no way the horse could have contained, the person could have contained it. But most Liberty was started in a yard, whether it be a square yard or a round yard. So the horse just couldn't run off two kilometres down the road. Uh, or down uh, over the paddock, it, it actually had to stay there. So um, maybe you could ride a horse and do it, and then you'd have the power of another horse to keep on that horse all the time till it sort of submitted and came into you. So it's just pressure and release, pressure and release. So you put pressure on a horse when it's thinking away, you, you release when it's thinking to you sort of thing. That's what's happening all the time. So, so then, yeah, so the horse is focused on the one thing all the time. So basically it's not thinking left it's not thinking right it's not thinking out when you send it out it's not thinking back when you say come back it's just going i'm constantly on that energy all the time so that's how i decipher good liberty from bad liberty the bad liberty to me is that the, the horse is constantly focused on the person and their energy all the time and the horse and the person's carrying them around with their energy all the time and they're not thinking for themselves now some people say oh yeah but the horse is playing with us it's dancing with us all that sort of stuff well, it may be, and there may be some people out there that have their horse focused on them and it plays with them, much like a horse focuses on a, on a, on a cow and, and, and moves a cow, it's focused on that job. But a lot of times, because the horse has um, been told to be there and has to do it, and it's hyper-focused, um, and it's not making decisions for itself, then it usually sets a bad seed eventually um, when people overdo it. So, um, and... So just to give you an example why it's bad, there was a, there was a, there was a, a horse in, um, that I helped in Queensland and it, it was a highly trained Liberty horse, one that they'd actually show people how good this trainer and Liberty stuff was. And it took us the best part of a four-day clinic just to get that horse to walk out ahead so we could just follow it just like, it, just, just like we want to follow it. Um, it would not think for itself. It would just constantly focus on us. As soon as we added any pressure, like if I waved a flag neutrally in the air, it would start to do like a piaf or a passage or rear or, you know, it was just constantly going through all the tools it knew so it could release the pressure because it was so focused on where the pressure was going to turn up all the time and us, 
and it didn't want to make a mistake, that it was frightened about making mistakes because so it was just fixated on pressure and us. So we spent, and, and all we did, and that's did two clinics, getting this horse to just look away and travel away and be able to let go of us and still, um, and then get to a stage that it could sort of have us behind it with its like secondary focus, but focus on what it was doing because it was so, um, ah, this is the way to, this is what I have to explain too before I, before I lose, lose my train of thought. But, but basically that horse thought it had to have its primary focus on the energy in the person all the time. It wasn't allowed to have its primary focus on a task. And this was the biggest problem. So going back to that question is good liberty versus bad liberty. The horse's primary focus is on us all the time and um, it can't make decisions for itself. So when this horse actually let go of us and put its primary focus away, that was like, oh, such a big thing for the horse. It was like, you know, oh, I was allowed to do that, was I? And, and, and then a lot of those hyper-focused horses that have their primary focus on us, when they let go of us with their primary focus for the first time, they take off. Some of them, I've had horses just you know, rip, about, rip out of my hands and nearly run off because it was such a big um, transition to them because they'd never really thought they were allowed to do it. So that once upon a time they wanted to go away, but they were never allowed to. So it's always been in there. Once upon a time, what's, what's, what's on the other side of the fence? Is the grass greener on the other side? And then when they get that opportunity and that gate opens, because it's been so worrying for them hyper-focused in here, then that gate opens, they're gone. They're like, Soom. so I've seen horses that do that. Once they do the opposite and their primary focus leaves us, they just take off. So our objective in Liberty is to have a horse that's aware of us, but their primary focus is on the task, not on the pressure. That is the key to Liberty. You know, and, and I'll say that again, the primary focus is on the task and what they're doing and thinking, not on the pressure and the person. And you, you, you have to go home and look at your horses and see if you can see that. So if you watch Good Liberty, and I watched Harry Whitney in America, um, you know, when he was educating or fixing someone's troubled horse, you know, he would get the horse to think about what it was doing, not just think on the pressure, okay? Now, that's why the horses would feel better at liberty. So when I, when I get horses here that have had bad round penning and bad liberty, I tell them that they're not supposed to focus on me, they're supposed to focus on the task, where they're going. Now, once they can do that, then they want to come back when they come back. They, they think away and they come back and they've got, us, they've, got their aware, they've got a strong awareness. So good liberty is if you were to point, say, at liberty, uh, and you wanted your horse to go out on a circle and make it pretty simple, you point and the horse looks in that direction and then it goes towards its thoughts and you watch it go towards its thoughts. If you shift a little bit, you'll see it flick an ear back to you, but it's not hyper-focused on you. But if you shift in a certain way that draws it back, the horse will go, oh, I got you. I'll come back to you then because you asked for that. Okay. And then when you point it again, the horse will go, oh, yeah, I'll go over there. And then when you, because it's going towards its thoughts and horses, got, they've got eyes on the side of their head and their ears are constantly working all the time, they've got really good um, secondary focus. So their secondary focus can be quite tuned in to us, but their primary focus is stepping over a log or going over there or whatever. Um, and so, so what, what they do then is they're actually thinking about their environment as they're going towards it. And then they're thinking about their environment when they come back um, because they're still aware of us, but they're in charge of their own decisions. And that's the difference between good and bad liberty is, is 
the horse's focus is on a task, but its awareness is still on us. Um, bad liberty is the horse is focused on us. Most of its awareness is on us and um, it's just focused on our energy. So it's not really doing any emotional transitions. It's just doing these sort of, you know, fake physical transitions where the body's moving in different directions, but the mind has been on the same thing the whole time. And so in that scenario, um, the whole situation is just one big trap for it. it. Yes, it is one big trap for the horse. It's just like keep focusing on that um, and don't take your eyes off it. And I'm also guessing too that um, people would use that sort of pressure release situation because it's probably the easiest way to get a response at liberty, isn't it? Would mm -hmm. it be the shortcut? Well, oh, maybe they're not aware of it. No, it, ta it takes longer to do it in a good way because um, cause you've got to wait and wait for the horse to make a decision and then go towards the thoughts. Whereas the other way, it, it, you know, anyone can just make energy, move a horse off energy. It's so easy to do. And it's, that's why people have influenced Liberty into, uh, like they've, they've infiltrated, Liberty's infiltrated good leading work. Um, you know, any good reinsmanship, anything's been infiltrated by some form of Liberty because, um, you know, when we do our groundwork, you know, I pick up a rope, but if you don't move, I'm going to move my energy into you. It's like, well, hang on a minute, do you want the horse to follow the rope or do you want the horse to move away from your energy? So it's so easy to get a horse to move away from danger that it, it, um, everybody does it. It's harder to get a horse to make a decision for itself. It's much easier to get it to move away from danger. And But um, horsemanship's not, you know, it's not about bringing the horses down, it's about us stepping up. Um, and I think we have to step up and be more thoughtful about those things because Empowering the horses is not just doing it the easy way. It's 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 you, you've got to sort of look into what you're doing and the psychological effects it's having on your horse. Have you come across quite a few liberty horses um, that are yeah. sad? Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot, a lot of them. Um, uh, no, well, actually, <laughs> liberty people. I'm not against liberty, by the way. I'm not trying to. I'm just just trying to give you guys awareness to to help you with your horses. It's not trying to become tribal or say liberty versus this or the other because uh, as I say I, I do do liberty and I do like liberty but I just don't like the liberty that um, that, that um, disempowers our horses I want the one that empowers our horses so just about 90 80 percent of the horses I come across has been uh, liberty has um, destroyed them emotionally in the sense of their, their ability to search and be soft um, now People might say, but they haven't, not everyone that's been to the clinic's done Liberty. No, but they did half Liberty. What they did was is they, they had that Liberty that I was talking about. I'm going to point with my body language and then I'm going to drive. I'm going to draw, I'm going to drive while I had a rope in their hand. So though they may not have thought they were doing Liberty because they had the halter on and they had the lead rope tied to their horse's head, they were still using Liberty to motivate their horses. In, and I'm not saying liberty as it, I'm talking about the liberty that where the horse focuses on them and focuses on their energy. So that whether you've got a lead rope on your horse or you've got it at liberty, that, well, well, what is a round yard? Do you think it's real liberty if the horse is in the yard? It's not. So one person might have a long lead rope on their horse, the other person might have a round yard around it. No difference to me. It's still a trap, isn't it? So, so basically, um, because they were using body language and liberty tactics, in, in their, their, their groundwork, that's why the horses are sort of worried is because they're worried where they're going to pop up and push them, where the stick's going to pop up. And so, so to me, that using liberty tactics is tapping into your horse's eye senses, you know, what yeah. it's seeing with its eyes. Mm -hmm. so, sure. so, so, you know, someone, I'll say that 
you know, if I said to someone, you're young too much liberty, they said, I've never taken the holder off my horse. I only do stuff in the holder. And I say, yeah, but you've been using energy tactics that the horse has to look at and see. You've not been using the feel enough. Um, so think about this, everybody, when you're training a horse to be set up for life, uh, if they're focused on us constantly, then they're not focused on their task. So their eyes are for what they're to do. So you want their eyes uh, to, to look at the log that's coming up. You want their eyes to sort of gauge the environment that they have to go through. You want their eyes to be able to sort of just assess for danger, anything, doesn't matter, not step in a hole. You don't want to over-focus them that they, they think they've got to look at us as well. And some horses, when people get on them, they, they're thinking back like that and they trip and they, they spook every time a kangaroo jumps out because they're so hyper-focused on the person when they ride. But if, but if you look at what the person wanted on the ground, they kind of wanted that hyper-focus on the ground, so they got it under saddle as well, which meant the horses was... And, that, and that, that Liberty horse I was talking about up in Queensland, do you think you could just let it go on a circle at a canter? You, you know, it felt like you had to hold it up all the time. So uh, the second clinic... Second or third, anyway, I did. We did a six-day thing. I worked it for three days. I did, I did two days of leading, and she said, "You just can't canter it on a circle. We can't do anything." I did two days of leading. I led it. I led it. When I rode it, all I did was lead it. I just sat on it, no legs, no seat, and I taught it how to lead with the reins. On the third day, I cantered it, and it could canter a not a perfect circle, but it just stayed in between the reins exactly where I wanted it to go, purely because. Um, it found its balance and it could think for itself and then follow the rain softly, not, not just be held up by all this pressure all the time. So, you know, but anyway, just something to think about on Liberty and um, you just go and assess it yourself and assess if your horse is happy and soft, if it's feeling good, it's making decisions or it's, or it's just looking bracy and sort of, you know, angry in the eye and things like that. And, and then, you know, so for the, the Liberty horses that come to me or people that have got horses, hyper-focused, the first thing I do to empower them if they're shut down and a bit hyper-focused or whatever, is I go, did you know you're allowed to look over there? And I'll ask them to look away from me. I'll say, look away from me. And they go, oh, I can't do that. And you go, no, 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 keep going. And I'll just, even if I put a little bit of anxiety somewhere, get them and to look away from it. And people think, oh, that's evading. No, that's empowering the horse to say it can think away. And then once you step back after you've got the horse to think away, what's it do? Thinks back again. So then you've taught it to do two things, think away, think back. The, the basis of um, empowering a horse is to be able to, uh, as I said, feel timing and balance. The balance of thought means a horse has to think away just as softly as it has to think to you equally. Brilliant. Those are golden nuggets in there, Mark. And I hope that was interesting for the listeners and, and not offensive in any way, but just, just helpful information. And um, thank you very much, Mark. Thank you. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, everybody. You can learn more from Mark online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. There's over 380 training videos which everyone has access to with a seven-day free trial. If you like what you see, it's just $15 a month from there. That's help where you need it.